0: I always get the question, how did you start your podcast? And there was one word for me, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are interested, you should download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to Momming, Surviving, and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time we discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving life while balancing the domains of being a woman, mom, and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies, and welcome to this episode of Momming, Surviving, and Thriving, the podcast where we help moms to put themselves first and learn how to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and thrive. This episode, we are happy to have with us Nasima McElroy, who shares with us about her journey to becoming financially independent by paying off $1 million dollars. In two years, which is amazing, Nasima is a mother to two beautiful girls, the creator of the Financially Intentional Platform, the host of the Nurses on Fire podcast, and the author of the book titled Smart Money, The Personal Finance Plan to Crush Debt. Well, obviously, there's like five different things that you do, but I want them to hear from you. Tell us more about you, about your story, how you started with this financial independence journey.
1: And actually I do a little bit more too. I actually work for a bank for nurses. So that's on top of all of that (laughs) stuff, but I'll talk talk about about that more later. So, um, my journey into this financial space was very interesting because of course I'm a nurse, first, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, found myself like struggling with struggling with money. But all my life, everybody thought um, I, I like had it figured out. Like I knew what to do financially. It's because I always knew how to make money. But you know that making money and keeping money is not the same thing. I didn't know what to do with that money. I didn't know how to properly, you know, plan for it. And so in, in 2015, when my daughter was one, I found myself in a place where I was just like, I have this little girl, I have this big old house that, you know, if something were to happen, I wouldn't be able to afford and I need to figure things out. And I really felt like I really needed to do like a PhD level dive into um, finances in order to understand um, what I was doing um, wrong with my money. And I thought, yeah, I need to learn to invest and what I thought was investing was actually trading. And so I went kind of down this rabbit hole and and it brought me to the realization that no, it's not really about that and it's really not that hard. It's really um, understanding where your money is going and having a plan for your money in advance. And so once I understood that and understood that budgeting was the key mm-hmm. to um, really getting my finances together, I was able to set on this set out on this path to um pay down my debt. And so like when I was going through it, believe me, I thought it was going to take forever. But finally, when I got to the end, I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't like even count until I was at the end, like how long it took me. And I was like, oh, that was not long at all. And um, that's what most people don't realize is that the time is going to pass anyway. Um, so as long as you just get started, but so I got started and, in discovering the things that I needed to do financially, I realized how much we aren't taught, whether it's intentional or not, and how much, you know, um, access to this information and these resources we did not have because either we were, uh, kept out of it or we just didn't know where to look. And so I made it my goal and I was always raised to each one, teach one every time I learned something to teach it back to people, and that. because I don't like repeating myself, <laughs> I uh, created a personal finance platform where I just put the information there. And if you want to access it, you can access. And it was really just for my close group of girlfriends. And you know, before I knew it, like a lot of people, like really found it interesting and really got value from it. And so from that, I, I mean, I never sought out to be like in the personal finance space. But now, you know, I'm looked at as an expert in the space, just from the things that I've done and the people that I've been able to help. Um, And so I just keep on going and I'm still always learning. And so from just being a platform about paying off my debt and turned into a platform about, you know, reaching financial independence, knowing that, Work can be optional and that you can really um, focus your life on you know what you're put on earth to do. And then it's also about um, now building that next generation of responsive, like fiscally responsible children that don't have to start from zero. And I think all too often, especially for our kids, you know, we're either starting at a deficit, we have to inherit our parents' debts or pay for them or, you know, starting from zero. And I, I want to change that. Like, even if, even if you start with a hundred dollars, that's more than the average, um, net worth of a black woman in her peak earning years. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, it's just about like legacy building now and just, you know, encouraging more people to know what's possible for them. Because I think, um, there's not a lot of people in this space that look like us or that re- are relatable. And so we don't think it's something that we can have access to. And it totally is. And it doesn't have to be hard.
0: Definitely. Well, you, you said a lot just in that. And so I have so many questions for you. But one of the things I want to say, you know, when a lot of people talk about being financially independent, I'm paying off debt. They always automatically think that, okay, the, it's the fire where I'm financially independent retire early that's not the case for you. So you're financially independent, but you chose to stay in your career and to do other things. Can you talk about the reason for that or what was behind that? Well, I think I
1: still have a little ways to go to be financially independent the way I see financial independence, but financial independence, that's the key is it's, it's going to look different for everyone. And I think the whole point of being financially independent is the options that you have Mm -hmm. work becomes optional if you just want to take a year off and do then do nothing you have um so um that that's what that's what being in control of your finances does like that's what it does for you it gives you so many options and so and i think that a lot of people um even if their initial goal in being fire in firing um when they sat out set out on this path they discover a passion that they now aspire into or they work into. And so even if they do leave their traditional jobs, they end up like doing something else like personal finance coaching, or, you know, taking people on tours around Europe or something like that. But it's something that they're passionate about. So it leads them to their passion. And so they don't necessarily check out of the traditional space. Um, I'm still working because I, you know, just have bigger goals and I have little kids (laughs) and insurance is high. (laughs) I <laughs> so hear it like you know, um uh i I um, uh, but I think um nursing, and I, of course, I'm a nurse, so I think nursing in itself is like the ultimate like fire like job because you can you can take a sabbatical or take a um a leave of absence for six months, go travel the world, come back and work and still be able to meet like your basic financial necessities for the year. It's just, it's so many options and it looks so different. So I think when people think, oh, retire early, it's like, well, I don't want to retire early because I don't want to just like sit around and do nothing and then like die or like it gets, it's going to get old sitting on the beach. That's not what it's about. It's about reaching a level financially where you get, to do the things that you want to do and not the things that you have to do. And so it's taking that control back over your
0: life. I love that. Now your platform is called Being Financially Intentional. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you, being financially intentional?
1: It means that your finances work for you. (laughs) And just like understanding that everything that you do with your money should be in a place of service to you, but that takes intentionality. You actually have to think about it. And the way that we're typically raised is like kind of like in this consumer culture is like, if you have it, you spend it. Or even if you don't have it, you spend it. And it's actually taking the power back and saying, no, I'm going to make this money work for me. Mm -hmm. I'm the CEO of my money. And so just the intentionality means that you're just, paying attention and you're making things work for you and I think once you get that in one area it translates to other areas like I know I noticed when I got intentional about my finances I started getting more intentional about about my health I started getting more intentional about being um, a conscious parent and like really doing gentle parenting and so I saw that that translated so intentionality in itself just means that you're actively seeking to like do the things that are really going to impact your life in a positive way.
0: I love that. More ways than one because for me, I said for 2022, I want to be intentional. And so that started off for me with like clearing out my closet and trying to get rid of things that I didn't need, giving away, donating things that I no longer used and being conscious of things that I actually brought in the home. And then it went to health, uh, exercising, eating, and then kind of my next journey is the financial piece. So you are, you're definitely right about that. It's, I'm being more conscious of what I'm doing and it's going through all, all levels for me. Yes. So thank you for that. But one of the things, um, and that's one of the reasons when I found you and I was like, It's fake because I'm being intentional, (laughs) financially intentional. So, but one of the things like I see on Instagram, you're always talking about your kids and um, the accounts that you've set up for your kids. And you kind of talked about that as well, how it's important for us um, to kind of change the narrative from how we were raised to how you're going to raise your daughters. Can you talk about that a little bit more, some of the things that you're doing to make sure that your kids are prepared and that they have the knowledge that they need?
1: Yes, and so. the one of the benefits I get is that they hear me talk about money all the time just because of the nature of things. Like my daughter is sitting in here right now, right? But when I look at money, I include them in the conversations. Mm -hmm. Um like when I'm looking at my investment accounts or like we have an investment account for I have an investment account for them. And I made it so that I I gamified it for them. Right. And, And I brought it down to a level that they can understand. Even the app that I chose I chose so that they can understand it. So um, I teach my kids about like building wealth through investing and like the, the understanding that, you know, yeah, there are these companies like McDonald's that you see that you always want to go to. Like, wouldn't you want to be an owner of those companies? And then this is kind of like something that my three-year-old kind of understands Um, but my eight-year-old is really like, yeah, of course, like, of course I want to be an owner Mm -hmm. and, um, and so just bringing it down to a level that they can understand. And my three-year-old gets off because, you know, I compare their investment accounts and she knows that, you know, she's winning. So anything, anytime she can beat her, um, her sister, you know, it's a good day, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's really just about like how you're feeling about money. And if you have a lot of money anxiety, your kids are going to pick up on that because like they the same, the saying goes, more is caught than taught. It's just mm-hmm. really about how you deal with things. And we were talking earlier, just like about how we were raised um, around money. Like I was raised by a single dad and things were always tight in my household. There were always bill collectors calling my house. And my first money lesson was basically like, don't tell them, these people that I'm here, when you answer the phone, you say X, Y, and Z, or you just don't answer the phone, and so, like, there became a lot of tension around money, and um, I wasn't taught, you know, that money could actually be a tool, Um, that wasn't until, like, way later in life, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay because I feel like once you get in that space of trying to change that narrative for yourself, whenever that comes, even if it's later in life, um, that's a great place to start.
0: No, I I definitely agree. It's it's always about changing the narrative, especially for these little ones to make sure they start off on the right foot, right? Um, I was at a, a conference yesterday and someone said, yes, and make sure... You don't open up accounts in your children's name. And I'm like, no, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. So uh I, I didn't even know people still did that. Um, heard- oh my God. <laughs> and does, to even have to ago. say that.
1: I remember those accounts, girl. I think I had a phone bill in my name, a light bill in my name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, oh my God. Kind of brings me back to like realizing how far we've actually come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to not even that's not even like a thing right you know (laughs) for us like I would not even ever imagine doing that but that was a way to get by Mm -hmm. you know how can you fault people when they're trying to figure out ways to get by and I think it's an extreme privilege that we don't have to think like that anymore but um yeah that's that's my goal to change that and to make sure that we never have to go back to that.
0: And one of the things you also talked about, you said you're a practicing nurse, you have the book, you have the podcast. And then what was the other thing that you said? Um, I work
1: at a bank for nurses. So <laughs> that's a lot.
0: So yeah. how are you able to juggle, juggle all of that with everything that you do and with your kids and all? Um, I just do. Mm-hmm. I think um,
1: we, I, I, I think moms understand this better than anybody else maybe when I tell a man this they don't really understand it but we're used to doing all the things (laughs) it's like second nature it's just like oh we got to do this and this and this and that um but I do it because it's something that I love and I'm at the point in my life where if something isn't like going to serve me, I'm not going to do it. And so these things I'm passionate about. So you make time for the things that you're passionate about. So like structurally, the way that it works is that um you know basically i'm i'm working for the bank like like 24/7 because it's like it's not a brick and mortar but like i'm i'm building way i'm finding ways to build the community out build nurses that i'm um, bring in nurses that want to build wealth and so what that looks like and how i can support people in education and all of that stuff so i'm doing that pretty much constantly Um, And then I work as a nurse, I still work full time, um, like towards the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, usually. And those are days where I have support with my daughters, I have people to pick up my daughters from school and drop them off. But you know, what I find is that when I don't have a busy schedule, I don't do anything. (laughs) Or, you know, or and work has, you know, uh, it it feels the time you give it, right? So if you know that you just have a certain amount of time to get things done, you're you're uh, more likely to get it done than if you have like this long period of time or you don't have much to do at all. Um, and so I just make it happen. Like I said, moms definitely understand like making it happen and getting it done. And you know, I love it. I love being busy. Um, and and the thing is, most of the time, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so bored. <laughs> So it doesn't even seem like a lot, but when I, but when I tell people about it, they're like, dang, like, how do you do all those things?
0: But what you said, it's a couple of things. Um, I don't think people realize it. You've been able to take your passion, nursing, that's your main thing and develop at least three to four additional streams of income all around that. And I think that's important because a lot of people think that when, you, when you're when you talking about multiple streams of income, it means I have to be a nurse, but then I also sell um, this on the side and I'm also a notary and I'm also these different things. And so that's when it gets crazy because your mind is not focused on one particular area, right? right. But I think you're a perfect example of using your passion, nursing, and then be able to build your multiple streams of income around that.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's the nursing and and it's the personal finance. And that's that's like how the the whole bank opportunity came up is that, and and this is not something I was pursuing, they actually found me, Mm is because like I'm a nurse in this space that has been trying to do better financially and have built a platform around it. Obviously, if somebody is trying to build a platform for nurses that's about money they're going to look for somebody that has that expertise and so that's what I um I often tell people too is like look within the things that you're already really good at things that you probably would do for free or you are doing for free that people are always like dang like you're a heck of good at this like turn that into something that makes revenue and then you can pivot that into so many different things and I think um like like you said a lot of times people are looking like there, over there, over there, where you can just really hone in on this one thing, get really good at it, and then generate multiple streams of income off off of that. Like, you know, I have have my social media platform, right? Mm -hmm. And I share a lot of things for free. But then I have, you know, I have a book that I wrote. Mm -hmm. And some people don't read books. So what do you create? Like, an audiobook. (laughs) Or some people have a course. Some people don't like courses. And so you create an ebook. And you know what I'm saying? You just use those things that you already have and figure out what kind of ways could I just make money from the things that are existing without without having to repeat that work and or duplicate that work or spend an exorbitant amount of hours in trying to do something else or learn something differently? So yeah, and the, the beauty um, of the world we are in today is that I feel like it's easier than ever to access all these different ways to make money. And, and I know people, people are like, but how? Always. They're like, but how? just start, just try something. It might not work the first time, but you'll, I bet you, you'll learn something. And I'll bet you that skill is something that you can use for something else later on down, down the line, but just get started. There are limitless ways to grow your income.
0: Um, so just try something. Right. No, I, I, I just, I was talking about that again yesterday. I talk about it all the time. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of podcast. There's several podcasts out there. You can listen to YouTube. I mean, you can learn everything because, you know, again, books are not for everybody. I like to read. So there's books out there. You don't necessarily have to go to a physical location to take a course on something, though. If you want to do that, there's uh, centers out there will do that and work particularly with women that will help you with that. But there are so many ways. There's no reason for you to kind of sit back and let things pass by. But like you said, the important part is just starting, just start. So, yeah. but so, um, two more questions for you. Um, one is how did, for people who want to start and they don't know where to start for this financial independence journey, right? Again, a million dollars in two years, that's phenomenal right? So some people may not have a million, some may have over a million. Where would you recommend? What are some things that you would recommend for them to get started?
1: I think it's it's what holds a lot of people back is fear. And we all have fear, right? We all have fear and some of us just do it anyway. And some of us let that fear debilitate them. <laughs> but I'm the kind of person that's just like, do it anyway, do it scared. Um, but do it with the resources that you have. Like you said, there's so much information out there. What I did is that I just started listening to hours and hours and hours of podcasts and eBooks and, um, like, and it's not, it's not like I just sat down and did it. I I use my commute time. I use the time I was grocery shopping. I use the time I was cooking and cleaning to listen to podcasts. And I listen on, my hack is that I listen on 2X speed. First of all, my brain processes things better (laughs) that way. And then it just, I just can consume more content that way as well. But I also changed my social media to reflect the things that I was aspiring to. And we can spend time, browsing social media, and I, we all go down that rabbit hole. But instead of me just browsing like aimlessly, I browse with the intention of making connections with people who uh, were doing the things that I aspire to. So other people in the personal finance space that I looked up to, I followed their content, and eventually built genuine friendships. So those people are now my circle of influence. So now, whatever they've d- achieved is possible for me. And it's it's almost automatic that I'm going to achieve that as well because now that's normalized in my life. So in my circle now, there are people who are, are retired that are millionaires. That are there are people you know that are traveling the world with their kids and work is totally optional. You know there are people that run multi-million dollar companies. You know and so these are the people now that I surround myself with. So change your circle of influence. Change the things that you are consuming and really just believe what's possible for you and know that you will make mistakes. You cannot wait until things are perfect in your life. You have to start right now and you just have to believe that you
0: deserve those things. That's awesome. That That's great points, definitely. And I think you made a good point by saying it's even people that you follow on social media and for some people who are not outgoing people that they're not into networking and not going to the different events. There's ways for you to get to know people online because people online all the time. And again, it's genuine relationships that you're building. Um, So I, I think, thank you for bringing that up, especially for those who are not, like I said, outgoing individuals. So one of the things, and this is the last question from you talked about different resources or apps that you've used to help you on your journey, but also to help with your kids. Do you mind sharing some of those um, apps and resources that you use?
1: Most definitely, I I kind of have to go through kind of like my pillars, right? So the first thing is kind of understanding where you're at right now. So Mm -hmm. you should always kind of know what your net worth is at a glance, and most people don't even know what they're bringing home. They don't really like look at that, Um, but you kind of have to look at that. And so I love this app called Personal Capital for that. You kind of plug in your your accounts, and it'll show you at a glance what your net worth is. Mm -hmm. So that's for like where you're at. As far as budgeting, I really love the app YNAB. YNAB is incredible. I started off using Every Dollar, which is a Dave Ramsey app, and that's really good. And and like so between those two, YNAB and Every Dollar, I recommend people use something, whatever mm-hmm. budgeting tool they're going to use, in order to um, take charge of their budget. So that's um those are two things that I recommend and work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, by growing your wealth. So a cheat code is if you don't want to like manage your investments and my hack for getting a financial advisor for really really cheap is an app called Bloom and it's spelled Bloom with three o's and Bloom is a app that um, helps you manage your retirement accounts, but they also help you manage all of your investment accounts. So if you're one of those kind of people that don't understand like what your work retirement is in, or like one of my coworkers that just had her work retirement sitting in a basically money market account or a savings account for several years, they actually go in For free, they'll go in and do an analysis and say, hey, you know, your money is being eaten up by all these fees or, you know, um, you could be better invested in these areas. They'll give you that free analysis. But for a small monthly fee, which I can't remember the exact price, but it's under $200 a year, they will actually manage your money for you and help you make sure that you're at the right investment risk and level for whatever your goals are um, personally. And because you're a part of that platform, now you then have access to a a certified financial advisor that can help you. So instead of like the hundreds of dollars a month you would use for a financial planner or a financial advisor for um, a couple hundred dollars a year, you have access to that. Plus, you know, your money is working for you. So that's that. Um, another thing, um, a lot of people <laughs> leave jobs and like, they have like retirement accounts mm-hmm. places. And so they, um, they leave them there and they like, oh, okay, well, I know I have money here and here and there. The best way to optimize your money is every time you leave a job, you take that money with you. You roll that over into your, um, uh, it's called a rollover IRA. And then it just becomes your individual retirement account, your tra- a traditional IRA, and there's an, uh, there's an app now that'll help you find that money and move that money over for free. And that's called capitalize. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another, another resource <laughs> I Writing use
0: now too, cause that's definitely right. <laughs> yes. not that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Another resource that I use is, or I wish I would have used, but I recommend them all the time is student loan planner. So I say, if you have greater than one X or greater than two extra income in student loans, like if you make $50,000, then you have greater than a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. You should have a consultation with them. Now for, to give you some perspective, their consultations cost around $500, right? Three to $500. But say, for example, when I was paying off my student loans, I would have had a consultation with them. I could have saved $80,000. So in perspective, a couple hundred dollars might seem like a lot right now, but it could have saved me in just a couple of years. $80,000. $80,000. And so I always recommend them because they're always up to date on what's going on in the student loan market and how to make sure that you're maximizing your student loan payments for you. Mm-hmm. Investment accounts, mm-hmm. um, the investment. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about the investment account I use for my daughter. Um, my daughter's is actually um, and it's not an investment account I would recommend necessarily using, um, like for you or for anybody, like for an adult, I use this one for my daughters because, um, it's called stockpile, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, they have pictures of what you're investing in. So my kids don't ne- can't necessarily read that it's Tesla or that they're investing, but my three-year-old can identify McDonald's and she can identify, you know, um, like the Tesla symbol, right? And so that's how they pick their stocks. And so they know their company like that. Also, Stockpile makes it super easy to um, have people help you invest. So I don't. My kids have a lot of toys. Okay, mm-hmm. they have enough clothes. So when it comes to birthday gifts and holidays, I just shoot people a text message with a link to their wish list of stocks, and people can then buy them stocks that go into their brokerage accounts. But as far as everybody else, like if you really are serious—not uh, if you're really serious—but everybody shouldn't in- be investing. But the accounts, um, the the brokerages that I always recommend people use are. Um, Vanguard, which sometimes is not accessible for everyone because sometimes there's, I mean, for um, some of the accounts, there's a, a limit to get into it. Mm-hmm. Fidelity, which I feel like is really accessible and easy to use. The platform might be a little a little bit harder to understand for some people. And then M1 Finance, and M1 Finance is a is a new comp- newer fintech company. So the platform is really seamless. And plus, they have these things called pies, where basically you can build your own mutual funds without the fees, because mutual funds typically have higher fees. And so, um, and they also have like this ability, like if you're investing a lot of money, you can borrow money, which I don't. Necessarily necessarily recommend but if you're like say for example i have a friend that just has been sitting on like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and you know he thought he was going to use it for a down payment on a house but now the interest rates are high well instead of him tapping into that money um if he needed it um for like for the short term and take it out of the market. Like right now the market is down. So Mm -hmm. during these times, instead you can get like a 2% loan against that money Mm -hmm. instead of doing that. So they have, they have, um, uh, features like that. So I love those platforms. Um, but yeah, I know somebody probably is out there like, what about Robinhood and like all these other like kind of apps that kind of, kind of help you save in the back end. Um, Robinhood is, I think, changed the game and revolutionized like how easy it is to stop invest to start investing. And they a- also forced a lot of these broker these other brokers' accounts to drop their fees and trading charges. Mm-hmm. So I commend them on that. <laughs> However, if you're really um, in the space where you're starting to um, build wealth, it's not the best place to hold your money mm-hmm. because um, they don't do things like assign a beneficiary and all these kinds of things. So if something were to happen to you, um, it'll be very hard for a person to access your money, but I, I I like it. I I say it's like a a gateway drug to investing. So I recommend that. But once you really are starting to get into having more money in investment accounts, you really want to look at those other brokerages. I think that's it. That was a lot. Oh no, I have one more. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) One more, but
1: if you are, um, trying to improve your credit, um, just like trying to get out of that credit slump, self, um, it used to be called self lender, but now it's just called self and they have tools that'll help you build your credit over time. So these are things that, um, I've, I've, um, seen people have significant improvements to their credit. And the reason why that is so important is because having access, you have to have, to, in order to have access to like low interest credit products, which is the key that a lot of people have used generationally mm-hmm. to build wealth. The reason why the wealth gap between Black and white people are so high is because white people had access to low interest debt from banks, FHA loans that we were barred from, all those kind of things. But now that's in the past now, but now <laughs> we, it, it's in the past, but it still affects us. Right. But in order for us to, um, really be able to, um, build wealth, we have to have access to low interest debt. And in order to do that, you have to have really good credit. And so I don't like when people focus on credit because they think that it's some kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it's a clout thing. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's about what are you going to use that, 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 um, credit score for, Mm -hmm. to build your wealth. And so, at the end of the day, I want you to focus on building wealth. I would rather have a million dollars and a jacked up credit score than to have a bomb credit score. But that credit score is going to give you the tools to be able to pay down your debt faster, to be able to um, afford um, mortgages Mm -hmm. um, and afford, uh, you know, different things like uh, get an affordable car so that, you know, you don't have to you, you can take out a car loan and have zero to 1% interest. So now that you can actually use your money that you would be putting on paying a car at high interest or paying cash for a car to actually build your wealth. And so, yeah, um, getting your credit right is super important in that regard. And, and a good credit score <clears throat> pretty much is anything over 740. And so if your credit score is below 740, I encourage you to use the tools on their platform in order to build your credit.
0: Perfect. Well, that was a lot. <laughs>
1: that was a lot. A lot,
0: a lot more than what I thought. But no, I, and look, that whole piece, access to capital, that is a whole nother conversation that we can potentially get into for another yes. time, because I don't think people really understand that. They always think um, debt is bad. Um, it, but it, this again this that's a whole nother conversation we'll get into but um. and that's
1: the thing like people hear like oh like you you know you paid off all this debt you know um so you're debt free and you don't believe in debt that's not that's not it <laughs> i paid off all this debt because i was i was just making uh, taking care of past mistakes but yeah. now i'm more intentional about mm-hmm. the debt that i have i'm more intentional about you know taking out loans and and what they can and what it can do for me and my family to. Be build our wealth.
0: Awesome, awesome. Building wealth is the ultimate goal. Yes. Well, thank you. You have given us a lot today. I appreciate it. Um, It has been wonderful. I am going. I was jotting down all of the uh, ones that I didn't know, Um, and so I'm going to after this podcast go (laughs) and do my own research and sign up for a lot of those, especially Mm -hmm. the ones with the kids. Like I said, we just had the conversation before we recorded. But I have the certain the 529, those uh, accounts, but trying to be more intentional with my kids as far as educating them on their finances and, and building wealth. So thank you for that. Of course. So before we end though, I want people to know where they can find you, your platform, your book, all the things that you're doing. So please let us know all of your social media handles and if there's anything upcoming for you that you want the um, audience to know
1: sure so um my kind of hub is financiallyintentional.com and you can kind of find out all the places i am there but i'm mostly on instagram um and for the bank i have it's called loom bank l u m e and then i'm on tiktok there a lot so those are the places that i hang out and um i'm the kind of person if you slide in my dms i'm always going to answer you so if you have questions just hit me up like i'm super accessible <laughs> i'm super transparent and i and i share what i can if i don't have the answers i'll share a resource for you um so A lot of stuff I'm doing, um, I have coming up is like around nurses week, nurses week is coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be airing, but I will be doing, and I'm super excited about this is, um, an investing for kids workshop, um, on the third, which is next Tuesday. Um, and, but, um, I'm going to make that accessible, the recording or I'll, um, uh, read, uh, read those slides or record those slides or that have that information available on my, um, in my store. So it'll be at, at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern. Okay. And it's a live workshop. I, I'm just, I'm just like super juice because um, I feel like, first of all, <laughs> it's going to help you build well for your kids, but a lot of people just don't understand investing for themselves. So the, yes. so the real like secret, like thing I'm throwing in there is like how to start investing period <laughs> <it. Okay>. well, <laughs> well, under the premise of the kids. I
0: yes. think that's great. I think that's important though. No, so I'll be tuned in. So, so it's May 3rd. So next Tuesday, May mm-hmm. 3rd at 5 PM. Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay we will be listening well thank you so much I do appreciate it um and so you can go back to your your little ones and the dog <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you I appreciate it I'm so grateful she acted she was good I'm so surprised I'm really really surprised I'm gonna have to give her a treat for that and tell her how good she was. because um like besides almost assaulting the dog she did not you know act up she was very quiet
0: All right. Well, thank you ladies for joining us for this episode of Momming, Surviving, and Thriving. Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests at info at mstpodcast.com. And remember, while you balance it all, there's only one you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week. thanks for joining us this week on mommy surviving and thriving stay connected by liking following and subscribing we're accepting topic requests and questions by email info at mstpodcast.com While you balance it all remember there's only one of you stay positive and give yourself grace we're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week.